What is going on, Diesel Nation? We're excited to have you guys with us today on the Diesel Podcast. If you're watching this on YouTube and aren't subscribed, make sure and click the subscribe button, like, comment, turn on notifications. Um, let us know what you think about the episode, if there's a particular topic or guest that you'd like to have on the podcast. We're always checking messages on there and comments and love to be able to incorporate your ideas into future episodes. Today, I'm going to be chatting with Mitchell from Adrenaline Off-Road Outfitters and talking about lighting. I wanted to ask him about some common mistakes that people may make with different lighting components to add to their truck, things to look out for. And then he's also got a really cool diesel build coming up, so I wanted to learn more about that, uh, what his plans are with it, some of the goals. So it's going to be a great conversation. Before we get to it, though, I wanted to give a shout-out to some of our partners that help make the Diesel Podcast possible. The first is uh, DMAX Store. Those guys... Duramaxes are, are hugely popular, and that's what they specialize in. That's their bread and butter, what they love, what they drive. And there's you know so many great models out there with power potential. We know a lot of people are either picking up older trucks, looking at, to get into a new one, and then we want to make sure our investment lasts. So the guys over there, they've got a ton of products, whether you're looking to just get better ride quality, um, looking to do maintenance, go you know through the whole truck, and make sure that it lasts as long as possible. And if you head on over to dmaxstore.com, you can check out a full list of everything they have, whether you got an LB7 all the way up to an L5P, or give them a shout at 877-4MY-DMAX. Definitely make sure and head on over and check them out. Also, our friends over at Kershaw Knives have a 20% off discount code for you. Use code 20diesel at kershaw.kaiusa.com. Great way to save some money on some really cool gear, whether you need something for hunting, fishing, EDC, or you know something around the job site, around the house. They've definitely got you covered. They've got a new series, uh, well, actually a whole bunch of uh, new knives they released in 2023. But one is the Duralock model, which I got my hands on a couple of those. Those are really sweet. The uh, positive way that it locks, your fingers are away from the um, you know the blade as it opens and closes. Also uses D2 steel. Um, so there's a, a bunch of different models to choose from. If you're in the market, definitely make sure and head on over, check them out, and use code 20diesel. All right, let's get to today's podcast with Mitchell and talking about lighting, his really cool diesel build he's got coming up, and some common mistakes that people can make when they add aftermarket lighting to their truck. Mitchell, welcome back to the Diesel Podcast. I really enjoyed our last conversation about lighting. There's so much I don't know about lighting. So when I have a question or somebody asks me something, I'm like, oh, I better reach out to Mitchell at Adrenaline Off-Road and ask him <laughs> what we should do. So welcome back, man. Dog's got something to say too here, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Anything to do with lighting, I'm your guy, 100%. So what's what's been new with, with lighting? Like what, like I said, I'm a novice with it. Like I might have done some lights here and there, but I don't know that much. But I'm starting to see the utility that I would want. Like I'm starting to get more into outdoor stuff. So going like fishing and hunting and camping. And I'm in the Rocky Mountains, so I get on these roads where there's nothing. And I might be, you know, heading up to the lake at like four in the morning or something. And I'm like, man, I wish I could just illuminate the light better. Or um, you know, if I'm backing up the truck or something. So what things, like, how would you guide me as, as a newbie to lighting and knowing I need it but not knowing anything? Yeah, man. I mean... I always feel like the best place to start off is just super basic and it's, it seriously blows my mind that vehicles still come from factory without led headlights. But first and foremost, if your truck is running halogens, you know, the shitty yellow bulbs that they put in vehicles still, then most definitely upgrading that to an led is pretty much as basic as it gets in terms of just getting started with lighting on your truck. And it's, it's really significant how much difference you get in brighting from just a simple halogen headlight setup going to an LED. And 
it's also just one of the easiest things to swap out. Well, minus a few makes and models of vehicles that make it super difficult to get to your balls most of the time. It's just pop out your housing, unplug, plug, plug in the new brighter shit, and you're rolling. And you can see a lot more shit at night for sure, like really easily. I probably have a really dumb question, but I'm sure I'm sure you know the answer to it. So you know, like say I was interested in a Ford and I'm looking at F two fifties and you've got these different models, the XL, XLT, you know, all the way up. Um, are there certain ones and we could take the big three, are there certain trucks where they come still come with halogens and then ones that come with LEDs, like what would be the limited or like the Lariats or the Denali's, those come with LEDs, but the other ones don't. Or I'm thinking about somebody who's maybe looking for a truck and, and they're not sure, you know, do they all come with them? Is it, you know, what kind of, um, what trim levels do they start? You know, things like that to help somebody who's looking for a truck. That's actually a really good question, man. And I'm not fully capable of answering this question in its entirety because I'm too up to date, I guess you could say on like the brand new 2023, 2022 trucks of all the different models. So I don't know exactly what their setup is, but I know for a fact that uh, what truck was a, looking at the other day i saw a brand new a brand new truck i'm pretty sure it was a gmc and it was rolling and it had halogen still in it and oh no and actually uh a friend of mine he had bought a brand new truck shit what was it i'm pretty sure it was a sierra not a silverado but yeah it had halogen still in it so there's definitely some truth to the whole like if we're talking RAM, for example, the SL, SLT probably won't come with the LEDs where usually your top model is starting to come with LEDs now. Or another popular thing too is some vehicle brands. It's more so SUVs though. They come with HID kits from factory. But uh, a big thing is just if you're not sure what a vehicle comes with or, or you have a vehicle, you're not sure what you have even for that sake. You could literally just go onto a bulb finder online. Super, super useful tool. Just automotive bulb finder. You put in your your make and model and it'll tell you exactly what's going on with your vehicle. What fitments you have. And if it's not your typical fitment, if you have some kind of crazy HID setup, it'll literally say in there, like HID. Yeah. Well, I think, you know, I've done some podcasts recently with some really big companies and they've all been talking to me about a couple things that they'll have in common. And that's just they're focusing and putting a lot of R&D into older trucks like 7.3 Power Strokes, um, 98.5-02 Dodge Trucks, LB7s, because that's what people are wanting to buy. They're wanting that simplicity and just they'd run forever. And when I think back to those older trucks, they all came with halogens. The headlights pretty much all sucked. Um, I know some of those third gen Rams I had the headlights were horrible on them. And so it's almost like that should be the first thing that you do is upgrade those. I agree, man. It's just one of those things that's super easy to do. Super cost effective too, compared to, you know, you get a brand new truck and you're just thinking of everything that you can do to it. There's all these expensive mods, badass mods that you want to do. You could just throw 60 bucks over and, you know, bang that one off and make a big difference. What's a mistake that I could make? Because if I think of going to Google and I type in like, headlights in this year of truck and i'm going to get inundated with tons of things with you know places that are paying for ads to pop up first and different things like what should i look for where should i where should i pick to spend my money like what are some things i need to look for and say his company 
Um, you know, they've either done this for a while. Uh, if I have questions, they answer it, you know, pricing, what are some things you see where people make just horrible mistakes and end up spending more money than they need to on upgrading their lights? That's a, that's a big question, man, because it really, it really comes down to what area of lighting specifically, you know, there's the whole headlights, taillights thing. There's the whole accent aftermarket accent lighting and everything kind of has its own things to watch out for. You could say, I would say, We'll do one of each. We'll do one of like a practical kind of just an everyday use light. And then we'll do one of an accent lighting aftermarket, like make your shit look custom kind of light. So, okay. so first and foremost, we'll start with the, the accent lighting. So something that's actually very, very common in the whole accent aftermarket accent lighting world, which is rock lights. I think everyone kind of knows what rock lights are quote unquote underglow. Some people call it or whatever. And I probably the biggest kind of controversial thing that I see happening with the rock lights is that customers or people on the market, they'll go to get a kit for their vehicle. And obviously there's just so many options everywhere. And one of the things that is most kind of gets like, I don't know, just lost in translation through, through how things are written on the website or something like that is whether is kind of, what features it has so <laughs> the dog over here <laughs> he's like yeah damn rock lights man <laughs> yeah so so pretty much a very common thing that i see is a company will be selling rock lights and they'll be they'll, they'll say that they're rgb plus white when in reality they're actually just rgb which is multicolor. and a lot of guys love the pure white look under the truck i know for me personally i love having the pure white lights underneath the truck and that's kind of one of the most important features for me so whenever you're going out to buy rock plates that's something that is a little tricky sometimes because even if you buy a kit rock lights that's rgb rock lights which is all over the market they'll it has a white in it but it's not a real white. It's just a white that takes all the color diodes and puts it all together. And, and it kind of has a little bit of white in it, but they call it white. So that's one of the big things that you got to watch out for. If you're going out after some rock lights is you want to make sure that if you want the white and the colors, it's actually a legitimate RGB plus W product. And then you can even take that an, another level higher. So there's a lot of RGBW products on the market that are all in one. They'll do the pure white and all the colors, but then things like purple, for example, they'll use red and blue to make a purple. And then when the light shines down, you can see like visibly purple and red instead of, or sorry, not purple and red, blue and red, instead of seeing a full purple color. So blending the colors perfectly is another thing that you got to watch out for. And this is getting like pretty in depth in terms of rock lights. You know, if someone doesn't really know rock lights, they might be a little lost right now. But the biggest thing to remember is when, when you're buying it, try and look for a picture that actually shows the, uh, the, the rock light pod itself. So you can see the LED chips that are on there. And if there's, if there's no yellow anywhere to be seen, it's not going to give you at all, period. That's a, it's just a kind of just piece of advice that you could take with you if you're looking for going down that road. Probably one of the big things too, if I'm on a website is do they have pictures? 
you know, because I just of actual trucks, you know, that they took the time to take or their customers sent in, that would be incredibly helpful. Absolutely. Yeah. So not only seeing the product out of the box, but yeah, seeing it installed on a truck too, to see if that's the desired effect that you're after is a big one. Something I was thinking about, this was a really interesting conversation I had recently. We were talking about truck ownership and how, you know, we start out at 18, 19, 20, 21. And the trends that we're into then are different than when we're in our mid twenties, thirties, and then they change again when you get in your forties and fifties and sixties and kind of the growth of that individual truck owner. When I think of lighting, I think it's a product that bridges all those age groups. Um, you know, I don't see a whole bunch of guys who are older <clears throat> wanting a 1400 horsepower truck. And, you know, cause they've, they've already done that. They've, they've grown through it. So they're looking for more reliability and longevity and things like that. And the younger guys, you know, it's their first truck. They, they're proud of it. They want to customize it, make it look like their own. And so I wanted your opinion working in the lighting side of it. Do you, do you see that as well? Like just how it's a upgrade that, you know, applies to the first time you have a truck all the way till it's a retirement truck and everywhere in between. Yeah, I would say that our customer demographic definitely starts at around 16 to 18. And it does stretch out into the 40s as well. Like people who are 45 will, will be up to ride and stuff like that as well. And they'll, they'll even be doing it with not just the practical mods, but they do like to have the underglow and stuff like that sometimes too, to kind of just spice up their ride and make it look different. But yeah, it's lighting is one of those things that's just super universal. It doesn't really matter what so much, what you're doing for your build. It usually always ends up being a part of it at some point, like just like, for example, wheels and tires, if you're doing wheels and tires on your vehicle, that's pretty much a standard thing that you're always going to do on an aftermarket ride. I don't see very many nice builds that skip wheels and tires, whether it's a car, a truck, just kind of any area. It's just a staple thing to do. And I feel like lighting is kind of in there as well. And it's just not as uh, expensive as a thing to do. So it's kind of easy to just kind of fit it in wherever, you know, you don't really have to plan your budgeting around it as much as you would for those really big ticket items, but it kind of yeah. just always flows in at some point. It's just almost a cherry on top of any build. Like if I seen a big, huge SEMA truck and it had everything done to it, but it wasn't lit up, I'd be like, man, this thing's obviously missing a whole area of, of, of gadgets, you know? Yeah. That's, I think that's the, uh, the part of it as an outsider looking in that I really notice is like SEMA trucks and, and really cool builds like that. It is a component that needs it. And then when I think of trucks that are built like for overlanding or off-roading, or maybe it's just something you take to go fishing or hunting or go, you know, to the mountains or something, those trucks also have it as well. So it's a really cool blend, which is so different than what I normally talk about. I'm talking about turbos and there you're building it, you're getting it specifically for one thing. Like you're either going to race, it's a street truck, something you're towing with. You kind of have to make that decision early on what you're doing. And it's going to cost you five figures, six figures to do the whole build, depending how aggressive you want to be. Whereas lighting, I see it as something I can grow with, um, something that I can practically use, you know, every day or for certain activities and things that are just part of my lifestyle. Absolutely. And, and 
Personally, my favorite thing about the lighting is it's one of those things that it doesn't break the bank, like a different, like wheels and tires, for example. It doesn't break the bank like wheels and tires, but it does have a very, very profound effect on the number of eyeballs that you get looking at your vehicle and just your enjoyment of driving your own vehicle with these custom features on them. And I have starlight headliner in my roof, for example. And it's like every time you jump in the truck, you just get to enjoy it the whole time. Whether it's day or night, you just flip the switch and you're just like, yeah, my stars are going <laughs> awesome right now, right? You drive through a drive-through, person's like, whoa, like, that's crazy, man. I'm like, oh, thanks, man. So it's just like one of those things that's super casual to use all the time. And you just get the enjoyment out of it just as much as anything else. And even starlight almost more than other mods because you know your truck looks awesome when you get new wheels and tires but you don't really you get to mire it anytime you're walking up to your truck or you just like park it you go into the store you look back and you're like yeah that looks sick kind <laughs> of thing. But with the starlight you get to enjoy the whole entire time you're driving so it's kind of a, a different different kind of enjoyment in that sense what was cool before the podcast um you had mentioned you're like hey man i'm joining i'm joining diesel nation here soon and I wanted to ask you, like, what uh, what got you interested in getting one? And getting a diesel instead of a gasser? Yeah. Yeah, so there's a number of things, man. One of the big things is I feel capped on how big I can go with a 1500 truck. Like, it's got eight inches of lift. It's on 38s, and I've regeared it for the 38s and everything. But my dream truck is something that's lifted high enough to be able to fit 44s. And... It's really not common to see a gasser on 44s for a number of reasons, but at the end of the day, I can't have a truck that big with that big of tires and still haul ass the way I want to with a gas truck. It's just so limited where the diesel's got way more capability in that area. And on top of it, my dream is to not only have this 16-inch lifted truck on 44s, but to be able to tow my camper around and like go to different shows around the states and everything like that and that's just i don't see that being a possibility with a gas truck yeah they definitely there's so much it, it feels like you can go so many different directions with a diesel truck because of the power the torque the everything they're designed to do that that they definitely have that utility aspect to it but i mean we've talked about customizing and setting builds apart so what um like what do you got planned for the build what are you what are you shooting for Dude, honestly, I kind of had a feeling that you might, we might get on this topic. <laughs> so I have a picture of the rendering right here. So when I ever originally thought this build out, anybody who's listening right now, you can literally, whatever your dream build is, you can absolutely do it. It might just take a lot of time, but you can absolutely build anything you want. And I got this rendering done almost three years ago now. And I put a poster in my bedroom. I put a poster in the office and I looked at it every single pretty much every single day. And sometimes I would just stare at it and just imagine what it would be like jumping out of it and stuff, being it so lifted. But here's a picture of it. I don't know if you can see that pretty good. Yeah. Oh, that's going to be cool. Yeah. So it's got the chrome gold wrap on it. That is an absolute must for me. It's got the, I, I figured out I have to do 16 inches of lift to clear 44 inch bars and it's going to be on 24s. I don't know. This might be something that you know, actually. Maybe, maybe not. But what gear ratio would be the best to effectively run 44s? 
I don't know the answer, but I know some guys who do know the answer. I would, uh, I'd reach out to uh, Yukon Gear. We actually had them on the podcast recently. Um, Gus was chatting with us. Uh, it's maybe like a week or two ago, and uh, they will take into account like the tire size, um, the transmission that you have, what ratios it's going to have in there. I would either you know message in or call him. And those guys will get you squared away because we covered a lot of different topics like, you know, what do I need for 37s or 40s? But you're going even bigger than that. So I definitely reach out to Yukon Gear, hit them up. And even if there's other things and they don't sponsor the podcast, so this isn't like a, a sponsored head or anything, <laughs> but, but I know they do uh, they do other driveline things. Um, so axles yeah. and lockers and and stuff like that. So um, those would be the guys I'd reach out to, hit them up and and ask them. I'm sure they'll they, they probably I'm sure they've set up you know, another truck with a build like there with gears like that. So they'll be able to, to, uh, to direct you on it. That's super helpful to know, actually. Yeah. It's always kind of like a mystery with stuff like that. And I don't know, a lot of people don't even think about the ratio part of things when they put big ass tires on their truck, but yeah. man, if you, if you want to save your transmission, you really have to re-gear your front and back diff if you're going big for tires and even with the diesel, even with all that added torque, you go big enough with the tires. It's the same game as a gasser, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely started to catch on. I think, um, you know, the last four or five years or so, like when I first got into trucks, I never thought of gear ratio ever. Like I, I always thought, well, am I going to spend that kind of money? I get a turbo for that, or I can get some head studs and an intercooler. I never yeah. thought of it, but I've learned just through chatting with these people in the industry, like, and it's really important, even sometimes on a bone stock truck, but once you change tire size, it can save you, especially the transmission, save a, a, a ton of issues. But I mean, that build, that's going to be cool. So how long are you thinking that the, uh, the build's going to take from start to finish? So I'm actually going to pick up the truck this week, which is, it's kind of far away. So I'm flying there, driving it home. And we have a, a number of events this year, like shows that we're going to be at, set up with a company booth for drilling off-road. So if anybody's listening to this, and you're going to Music City Showdown, Lifted Truck Nationals, any any of those two for sure. Come say what's up. Our booth will be there and the truck is going to be finished by then for sure. That's the first one of those is in July. So 100% going to have it all dialed in by then. But as soon as we get the truck, we're pretty much getting started on it. And I looked all over the internet, man. There's no pre-made uh, lift kit that is bigger than pretty much 12 that I found for a fourth gen uh, Ram 3500. So that thing is going to take about a month, month and a half for to actually be made by this company that does custom lifts. So that'll be kind of the longest part is getting that custom, custom lift built. And then installing it here won't take as long as it takes to build it. But yeah, there's, it's probably going to take at least, I, I would say a solid two months to get looking like it does on the rendering. Very cool. Now, when you were looking for trucks, did you know just from the start you wanted a 6.7 Ram or did you look at you know, Ford and GM or what made you settle on that particular truck? Yeah, so I've always been a Ram guy. Like my build is a right now is a, a Hemi and that's kind of what I've always driven since day one. So I was just geared to think of Ram from the start in that sense. But I actually had the opportunity to drive a really big lifted uh cummins fourth gen probably like 
I don't know, four years ago now. And it was essentially what I thought at the time was going to be my dream build. Obviously my dreams progressed and it got a little bigger, but after I drove that truck, man, I was just, I was in love with it. And I just, the way that it sounds, everything about it, I was just so happy with. And I have driven a Duramax and have I driven a Power Stroke? No, I haven't driven a Power Stroke before. I've dri driven a Duramax before though. And just for me, I don't know, man, it's, it's, it comes down to a couple of things that really make me choose to go with Dodge. I would say the number one thing right now, there's actually a really big price difference in between buying like a 2018 Duramax top of the line. I don't what's the, what's the top, top of the line model for a Duramax? Like a, like a Denali, the Denali trim or, Denali. you know, yeah. I, I, I don't remember what the Chevy kind of equivalent is, or maybe it's slightly different, but yeah, the leather, the, the everything, all the bells and whistles to it. Yeah, I looked at a few different Denali's just for price comparison to the the Cummins. And the one I'm getting, it's like the top of the line. It's like the Laramie Longhorn Edition or whatever. And it's it's like 15, 15 grand more. Sometimes I've even seen like 20 grand more for the Denali. And I was just like, wow, this is very significant. So instead of spending 60 grand Canadian, I'm looking at 80 grand Canadian for like a 2018 from what I found anyways. So that was huge for me for sure. And other than that, I don't know, man, I just, I've had so many buddies. I think that's probably what influences me as well. I've had so many buddies who have had Cummins and lifted Cummins and tuned them to roll coal and everything like that. So it's been around, I've been around that more than Duramaxes. So I'm, I'm I think I'm gravitating towards that because of the background and because of that exposure. That's what happened with me when I was getting into diesel trucks is most of the people I knew had Cummins trucks, whether they were five nines or VP 44s or, you know, six sevens. And I just, I was around it. So I got to pick up a lot of information, see what they were doing, a ride in them. So when it came time to buy, you know, to buy one, I'm like, well, this is just naturally what I'm going to go over to. But it's always really curious to, to kind of see, you know, where, where that idea starts is I talked to so many different um, guests on the, on the podcast where they might be into power strokes or they're into Duramaxes. And I really do like them all, but there's always that one brand where it just, it kind of ties you into, you know, when you were younger or your kid, or that was the first diesel truck or first truck period, you know, that you were really into. And then from there, it just grows and the aftermarket's huge, you know, for, for that fortune that you're going to get. So, you know, there's, the sky's the limit on what you want to do with that. <laughs> Absolutely, man. The sky is always the limit in terms of what you want to do with your truck. I'm a firm believer on that. And, you know, I've seen so many of our customers too, man. Like we started out in 2018, Adrenaline Off-Road started off in 2018. And there's a handful of customers that I can think of right now who had their build back then, who have just done so much to it over the years that it's just a completely different truck now. And it's just crazy, man, because you're just sitting there with whatever truck you have and you just you see these crazy builds that are just nuts on Instagram or whatever. Right. And you feel like you could never you can never get your truck to that level or it would take like 15 years. And then these guys have these crazy high level builds now that they just thought that just could only dream of having, you know, but over time, if you have your vision set firmly enough on what kind of truck you want, how big you want it to 
be and everything like that, you're going to find a way to make it happen if you want it bad enough. I believe that. I love following builds. It's it, You just reminded me of something. It was the first year we did the podcast, so like 2016. And there was a guy I followed. Um, his first name is Dave. I don't remember his last name. Uh, he was on Instagram. And I had him on to talk about this restoration of a 12-valve second-gen truck. He's still working on it. But every bolt, every everything's been replaced. The wiring looms, the plastic around them, everything. And I've been following it for seven years. I'm not sure when he's going to have it done. But like I'm almost personally invested into seeing his updates and seeing how it progresses because, you know, I was there at the start. It was like a frame, and I think he's got the body on, and it's painted, and it's just it's so cool to see that stuff because it gives us ideas. And I think, man, I'd love to get a second gen one day and do that or. Um, this fifth gen or third gen or this, you know, LB7 truck, man, I love the way that looks or this old uh, Ford OBS power stroke or the 6M power stroke. It's just really cool to see that stuff and get all those ideas for a build from, you know, like you got them from customers. I'm sure you have some now or just social media in general to uh, kind of get the creativity going. Yeah, it's super inspiring for sure. And seeing others do that, I don't know, it just gets your, it almost just gets your own creative juices flowing in your head. And you're just like, even just seeing somebody do it, it's like, why not? You know? And one of the, one of the big things that was actually, I think holding me back from doing this build for a long time is where I live here in Manitoba, Canada, the, the laws around big trucks are just stupid strict. And I ha literally have to get a one ton to be able to lift it to a certain height here. If this was around 2,500, I would just, there'd be so many laws around it that it would just make it impossible for me to ever, successfully drive it here but a friend of mine he recently did a 13 inch lift on an f350 and it's probably the biggest truck around here that i've ever seen and he's just literally just like no fucks given at all he's like whatever happens with the law it doesn't matter this is my truck i'm building it this way and i'm just gonna i'm just gonna ride it like this and i'm like wow that's so inspirational just seeing someone <laughs> just do that and just go for their dream build so that's why when i was planning out this build i'm like I'm not going to scale anything back. I'm not going to do a smaller lift, smaller tires. I'm doing exactly how I envisioned it and just screw it and do it. I was curious. I don't think I asked you last time, where did the idea come from to start Adrenaline Off-Road? What was it like? You know, where did the idea come to start it? And then what was it like that first year? I'm always really curious about where the idea to start something comes from. And I know a lot of our listeners like to hear that as well. Yeah, man, I feel like we have a pretty interesting story. So uh, I always wanted to lift a truck. And when my grandfather passed away, he actually willed me the truck that I have now, which is just a, a Ram 1500 third gen. And I, I really wanted to lift it. So over the years, I slowly lifted it like I did a leveling kit, and then I did a five inch lift, and then I added a body lift. So eventually, it was actually decently lifted on 37s. And I would go out off-roading with this thing and just blast through the snow, blast through the mud. And I just did it for fun at first. And then I got the idea, like, why don't I start filming this and put it on YouTube? So we filmed, it was literally the first off-roading video that I ever put out. And it had like no views for the first couple of weeks. And all of a sudden it just started rapidly gaining views. And all of a sudden it was over 100,000 views. And I'm like, holy shit, like what is even going on right now? And long story short, I uploaded videos every single week on YouTube, off-roading videos, just messing around with my truck for for probably at least 
two years straight. I did that. I don't think I missed a week. And it cost me a lot of money. I broke a lot of shit on my truck. And I was very poor at that time in my life because I really was just, I wasn't making any money off of, like, I didn't have my business yet or anything like that. But I had this, I amassed this audience though that loved off-roading and lifted trucks. And I was like, hey, I feel like, why am I not, why do I not have something that these people can come here, watch my videos and get that would benefit them in their own build, right? So I started off with literally just trying to think of funny stickers. I'm like, Dodge Ram fam, <laughs> Dodge Ram fam, sell that, you know. I sold a few few stickers and stuff like that at first, but it wasn't really anything significant until I thought of actually providing a product. And I just wanted a universal product, something that could change somebody's vehicle with not that much money. And that was the Rocklights. is the first product that we ever sold at Adrenaline Off-Road. And that was back in 2018. And yeah, man, that's kind of just where it all started. And I just... I had gave myself an ultimatum. So I used to work at doing windshield repairs. You ever see those mobile repair yeah. things, parking lots? I used to do that when I was doing YouTube and I would have all this downtime to edit my videos and everything like that. And it was a seasonal job. So after November, we didn't start work again until like April. And I was like, okay, hey, I'm going to go, I'm going to grind as hard as I can on this in between customers. I'm going to just make a bunch of YouTube content and and just try to do really good with these lights. And if I'm doing good enough, then I'm not going to go back to work. And, you know, you don't really make that much money working a job like that, especially when you got to pay taxes and shit like that. So I was able to replace my income, almost replace my income. And I was like, Hey, good enough. I'm just going to do this full time. And then, yeah, man, I just put all my focus and everything into that since 2018. And we're where we're at today now. <laughs> was it scary when you first made that transition and you had the product but you're like are people gonna buy this is it gonna translate from you know what, what, oh, yeah. what was that like oh yeah dude there was like the the fear of failure is very very real at that point especially just being really fresh into business and i remember the first day or the first youtube video i announced the lights on i think we had like three or four people come and actually buy the lights off the website. And I was flipping out, man. I was like getting these emails. I'm like, what? Like someone just bought, this is so crazy. It was the <laughs> coolest thing for me ever. And fun fact, I still, every time we get an order on the website, I get a notification on my phone. And not a lot of people know this. Anytime an order comes through, my friends know this and everything. I literally sit there and I'm gonna go, <laughs> out loud. It doesn't matter if I'm in the gym, in a store. That's just something I've done since day one. I still do it, man. It's the, it's the best. It makes it fun. But, it's, like, uh, it's, it's like an adrenaline rush. It's like a, and you get addicted to it too with the, you know, the feedback and you just want more and more. And I think yeah. that can like feel the creativity too. Cause you know, once you hit a certain level, you're like, all right, how do I get to the next level? And how do I progress it farther and farther? Absolutely, dude. That is so true. But it's funny. So we got those first initial sales and then it went dead and we never got an order for two weeks straight after those first like three or four. And in my mind, I'm like, oh, man, like, is this even going to work? <laughs> like, I was feeling so good about this. Now I just feel like shit about it. And, you know, you learn a lot of lessons over the years of running business and stuff. But at that point, I was, I didn't really know much about it. So I was like, just getting into the headspace of uncertainty. But obviously, I persisted, regardless of the the temporary doubts and everything like that. And just 
just kept on just keeping on despite the what it looked like at the time it looked like it wasn't going to go anywhere but just kept on doing it and doing my thing and yeah man it just started to pick up slowly slowly started to pick up over the years and then when COVID hit I feel like that really benefited the business growth for sure because you know everyone's focus is now kind of more so on technology staying at home doing monster truck and whatnot so yeah it's it's one of those things I think this would apply to a build to what you mentioned um, with business and a lot of other things is you know, when I started in that, you know, with that idea of, Hey, I want to do something for myself. I thought of growth being almost going up in a line. And I think builds can be like that or tons of different things, but that's not how it works. It it's up, down, up, down, up, down. And it's, I think it's a lot of perspective too, of, I think the first time it happens, you're like, Oh man, I don't know if this is going to work. Did I make the right decision? what am I going to do? And then you just kind of get used to it, but it's so hard to try to explain not just with business, but you know, I think it builds and with supply chain issues where you can't get apart for six months or eight months and your build is just stopped. So you're stagnant and how do you keep the enthusiasm for it? And how do you keep the, uh, you know, the creativity with it? But I think that's a, a lot of really good advice. I'm always really curious about kind of the backstories behind the company, the logo, the brand, the the topics it's, it's really interesting to uh, you know kind of hear that side of it. Yeah, man, and I mean that's where the name came from too. Adrenaline off road. A lot of people see our posts with wheel lights, and they're like, "What does this have to do with off road?" Kind of thing. But that was the whole basis. Is when I released the rock lights, I was making YouTube videos where I went out and was off roading my truck with the rock lights on it, being like, "Hey guys, look at this. These rock lights can take a beating," kind of thing. And that was kind of my thing was these durability testing videos that were kind of different than the bigger names in the the bigger names in the space they weren't really doing these things you know so that was always my thing is like have these products that can be used in any environment possible like you can literally just beat on them repeatedly and they'll still work for you fine and that's kind of why we called it or I called it adrenaline off-road in the beginning I was just off-roading all the time but to this day though I still do these test so i have wheel lights on my truck and i'll do a video where i just back into water and just put the wheel light underwater or i'll go through deep ass snow and just rip around and then be like check out the wheel lights they're still all good kind of thing like that so that's kind of the how the original name kind of still is relevant nowadays into the company that's really interesting because i think of when i'm looking for a product and if it has to do with electronics definitely and some other things it's like torture test and like we want to know like how much can this take and youtube's great for it because you'll see a guy take something that i wouldn't take a product that costs that much and then torture test it but they'll do it i'm like okay so it'll handle that it's going to handle me driving you know on pavement and snow for 20 minutes and parking it and stuff so it, it just gives you that that confidence you know when you're looking at all the different ways somebody can build a truck, whether it's like hardcore off-roading or it's just daily driving or whatever it might be. So I imagine that probably helps a ton when people are, you know, thinking, Hey, do I want this set up or that set up? You know, what's going to work best for my truck? Absolutely, man. My, my mindset was always, if it can survive absolute abuse, then it's going to work for you. Great. If you're just daily drive on the highway, you know, just have yeah. that peace of mind. You're like, Oh, I'm more than good then. <laughs> I ain't gonna go use it like that. 
it was really interesting uh, about a week ago i thought of our old podcast because one of my friends said hey um i just ordered this truck can you give me a you know ride down to the dealer it's, it's in and i didn't know what it was at first i'm like yeah man i'll take you down there so we go down and he had ordered a trx dodge ram trx and i'm like oh, i've read a little bit about him but he was walking around and i saw they had lights like in the hood scoop and stuff and um it had these um rock guards and stuff on it i'm a diesel guy at heart but that thing freaking rips like that thing's insane oh yeah i was like oh this 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 is crazy man like it gets up and goes like that but i was thinking back like this that truck is made to take off road and, and do stuff and um i was just thinking man there's so much potential if he re- i'm not sure if he's gonna off road it they're pretty expensive but i was like man if you do there's so much potential for lighting and just being able to capitalize on what that truck's capable of oh yeah dude those those things are freaking awesome and i feel like it's always about options you know you you, yeah. if you spend money on something you just want to be able to do whatever you want with it and not worry and not just be capped and held in a little box you know like oh if you're gonna do that then you can't buy this product kind of thing so i don't know just build something that's good for everyone no matter what they're used I know there's going to be people listening that every build's so unique. Like there is, there is no way, you know, to just kind of say, you need this product, you need that product, do this, do that, because they're so unique. So if somebody's got questions for, for you guys, for your company, what's the best way to get a hold of you? Where can they find you guys? Like Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, you mentioned YouTube before. How can people find you? Yeah, man, we, we go hard on Instagram and TikTok for sure. Like if you just shoot us a DM on Instagram, our Instagram is just adrenaline off-road outfitters, one long ass word. And uh, you'll definitely find us on there. Shoot us a DM about anything lighting related, whatever. We'll get back to you and help you out as best we can, 100%. And another thing too, if you want to get in early on this company build, then you can just search on Instagram, the Golden Cummins. I literally made an Instagram for this like last week. And as soon as I pick up the truck this week, I'm going to be posting pictures of it and everything in between all leading up to literally the, the picture that I showed you there. So hopefully that can, I really want to build that page up and just inspire people to just literally chase their dream build and try to work it in their brain so that they believe that they can actually build whatever the hell they want to build, no matter how extravagant it is and just shoot for the moon, you know? Yeah. Well, I'll make sure and follow it and definitely keep us updated on it. Let us know if we can help. You know, like I had mentioned, the, the guys over at Yukon Gear with the gears you need, but anything yeah. else, if there's anyone I've had on the podcast or that I know that I can send you over to, I definitely love to help in any way I can with these really cool builds and, and follow them. So I'll make sure and, and head on over. But I appreciate you chatting with us um, this evening and giving me some ideas, you know, for lighting and helping educate me so I don't feel so naive when it comes to lighting. <laughs> oh yeah, dude. In terms of trucks and shit, there's just so much snow in every little direction. And like with the diesel world, for example, I'm still a newbie and I'm sure in a few years after having enough conversations, just like this conversation right here, you know, you just learn so much shit and it's how you just get to know about shit. <laughs> <laughs> awesome, man. Well, definitely keep me updated. Thanks again, and uh, look forward to chatting with you again, and, and definitely seeing this truck uh, this summer when you when you got all wrapped up and ready to start going to some events. Absolutely, man. Sounds great. Well, appreciate you having me on here, and uh, hopefully everybody enjoyed listening to this podcast. <laughs>
Don't forget, diesel fans, if you've got a Duramax, whether it's an LB7, L5P, looking to make sure that it runs the best that it can, uh, maybe you just picked up an older truck and don't know the service history on it, looking to make sure you know all that's taken care of and it runs as best it can, or you have a newer truck and you're thinking about upgrades in the future, head on over to dmaxstore.com, check out what they've got there. Duramax guys, it's what they what they drive, what they work on, what they love, um, and they would be more than happy to answer any questions you guys have. Or if you want to call in, call them at 877-4MY-DMAX. Also, our friends over at Kershaw Knives have a 20% off discount code for you. Use code 20diesel at kershaw.kaiusa.com. Great way to save some money on some really cool gear. Um, they had a bunch of releases in January this year. Also, the Duralock models, um, which use D2 steel. Um, the, the way that it opens and closes, your fingers are away from the blade. A bunch of different grip textures. Got my hands on a handful of them. They're really cool, so I've added them to my rotation. So head on over to kershaw.kaiusa.com. Use code 20diesel to be able to save some money. Also wanted to give a shout-out to some of our Patreon supporters, Tyler Lowen of 23diesel, um, John, uh, J. Cole. We appreciate all of their support. All of you who are on uh, subscribers on YouTube and podcast apps, Spotify, or on our Discord, um, you guys keep us going with your questions, suggestions for shows. We'd love to hear from you guys. So if you have them, uh, you can find us on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, podcast apps, TikTok. Uh, you know, message in. Let us know what you think. Uh, if there's a guest or topic you want on, we'd love to be able to get them on the podcast. Until next time, keep the shiny side up.